What's going on, guys? We got a great Trophy Kids here for you today. We are talking about the NBA playoffs, the expansion of the college football playoffs, and college athletes being able to get paid now. Let's go. Three. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is July 2nd. We are back finally from our long hiatus. We got Dante and Tim on the line. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing well. We're doing fantastic. We've got some things to talk about. We haven't been around for college football expanding the playoffs potentially, college or college athletes getting paid, the NBA. We're going to talk about it all today. Starting with the NBA, your Phoenix Suns are heading to the NBA Finals. Honestly, this has been – the Suns are the only team I'm actually interested in at this point. The NBA playoffs have been sort of kind of, I don't know, lacklustered is what I would say at this mm-hmm. point. Like I'm barely even paying attention to the East. Um, but the Suns Clippers, after the two-game – after they went up 2-0, I was like, Suns are going to win the, the entire thing. I don't care if Giannis is healthy. I don't care if Trey Young's healthy. They're winning the whole thing at this point. But they closed out last night. Thoughts on our Phoenix Suns here? I shouldn't say ours. I don't know if we're all rooting for them. But thoughts on the Suns? I am a Suns fan because I did place a future on them um, to win the tournament. Uh, so the, the tournament. The NBA Finals. <laughs> Mine's stuck in college. But uh, that, that's really all I have on them. I love how they're playing right now, though. Nice. We haven't done this in a while, folks. There's no <laughs> pause yeah, in our awkward silence here. Um, I am not a fan of the Suns, but um, I didn't want the Clippers to win either. So uh, it's kind of like, all right, Suns win. Um, I think the what's happening is it's more entertaining. So like the Pat Beverly stuff and Chris... Chris Paul, that's way more entertaining than the Suns play. Uh, I do. I wonder, like, if the Suns win it all. Like, I do want to hear what uh, Charles Barkley is going to say about all this. (laughs) Uh, I do think, though, if they, I think if the Suns play Atlanta, it's over. Suns win in five. I think if the Suns play Milwaukee, though, we might see it go to seven. I could see that. That is if Giannis comes back healthy. I mean, yes, that's be... true. If, yeah, if Giannis yeah. comes back, that's that's a big. No structural mark. damage. Last I saw, he is out game five. I think they're calling it yep. like a hyperextension right now. Which, mm-hmm. who knows if how accurate that is. Um, you meant the Pat Beverly thing that made it so much. I love Pat Beverly. the The end of the game, last game was, you know, people will have their thoughts on it. I I think it was kind of a a bitch move to say the least. I mean, you've been, you've been talking shit all series, you know, they're, they're finally up now winning, talking back and you're going to react like that. But that is Pat being Pat. Like he is, that dude is a bull shark. You put him in any waters, he's going to thrive. Like he, the dude just fucking goes, goes, goes love his play. It's kind of that old school mentality mixed with the new school. I fucking love it. Cause it is entertaining as hell. Like even after he just take tabletops, Chris Paul in what game six, he's acting like he flopped. Like the whole thing is hilarious to me. Not that Chris Paul, he could have gotten very injured there, but I'm talking. Yeah, I'm got, talking about I mean, more. Yes. Pat Pat yes. Beverly's mentality is fun, like to watch on the court. Now, could have been injured there, but yes, it is. Uh, it makes it interesting. Sometimes I don't understand how he gets away with some of the stuff he does either, though. Like he gets into you. Yes, he is. like everything is a clutch and grab. Like I mean, a lot of hand checking. A lot of hand checking. Like he hand checks with his head. <laughs> 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 very true um it's that like i said it's that old school mentality mixed in kind of the new school in a little way with the hand checking some things that we would see not in the era that we are in today that we would expect to see i would say nothing that he does is legal in the ncaa today <laughs> no. in college basketball no. today. nothing God, no. not a single thing <laughs> Could you imagine Pat Beverly as a college student right now, like a college athlete? And no, he, he would be thrown out in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, in every Let, game. Team him up, get him out of here. That's flagrant one. Every little, every little thing he does, <laughs> a flagrant one. You get two of those, you're gone. Yeah, he, him, Chris Paul, also just absolutely killing it. Felt great for Chris Paul. Devin Booker just showing, showing the NBA's got a little toughness to it. I mean, that is. I've never had a broken nose, but I have to imagine. One, that was such a baller move just to be like, fuck the face mask. I'm ta- it's fucking up my shooting. Take it off and play Take without it. it. Yep. But holy mother of God, when he got hit in the nose with that elbow, I would have died. I would have been like, nope, just put me down here, like racetrack horse style. Bring out bring out the gun and put me down. <laughs> yeah. I forget what comedian 
It is, but one of the famous comedians talks about him playing football. I want to say at Auburn or something. And he says on the first day or the second day, um, when they did practice with pads, uh, that was his last practice because <laughs> when he got hit, he was like, if that's how hard my teammates are hitting me, how hard is the other team going to hit me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I think about that, like – when I see NBA players like come back from an injury and then like it re-injures the same thing, I know for a fact I'd be like, all right, well my NBA career is over. I'm not doing this anymore. Kind of like Andrew Luck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very yeah. Very much like Andrew. Well, he Luck. tried like four or five times. And then he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Which is funny because they got a really good offensive line like right after he left. Like they were building him while he's there, and then right after he left, he's like, I'm done. Yep. Um. But yeah, Devin Booker just absolute mansion there. That was. I'm just impre- like that alone was impressive to me. Never mind the way he did go off and played, and then Chris Paul all-time game um, to finish it out on a career that has had some up and downs to say the least. But I'm I'm happy for Chris Paul. I I like him. He's one of the best point guards the game has seen. Um, and I don't it's think not he gets- very likable. That's true. I, let me put it this way: I like his play, like the tenacity on the court. I felt happy that he was getting a shot at the finals. Because I do feel like he is under personality-wise, yeah. People people have their opinions there, but from a playing standpoint, he's arguably one of the best point guards we've seen in the league, and I don't think he gets his credit where it's due sometimes. And this will help that. Yeah, all because he hasn't advanced in the playoffs, and then he he does it a different way. He doesn't join up with the super team. He jo- he goes to a bunch of young guys and uh, rallies the troops over there. Yeah, how do you think James Harden's feeling watching Chris Paul in the finals right now? Ooh-wee. But they had a chance. He had a chance. I, I knew that wasn't going to work because who's going to hold the ball? Is it going to be Chris Paul or is it going to be James Harden? Like, that was never going to work. It was never going to work. Very true. Very, very yeah, true. Like but if, I, if I have Chris Paul on my team, put the ball in his hands. Like, I don't I don't understand. I, James Harden is a phenomenal player, but I don't understand why you think he should push point, any, you know, if Chris Paul was there. Yeah. Plus, Chris Paul working in Houston, I mean, they don't allow you to shoot inside the three-point line, which is <laughs> yeah. what Chris Paul has been doing nonstop. Money. Absolute <laughs> money from inside. I mean, that man, yeah. Gets right to the elbow, pops, guaranteed make every time. An efficiency machine, to say the least. Um, Clippers, uh, I mean, Kawhi was hurt, so I'm not going to tear them to pieces. Um, Steve Ballmer with an all-time just grabbed the boys. Did you all see that last night at the end of the game oh, yeah. where he just grabbed the two guys next to him and just started stroking their legs slash so just gave a little ball tap in excitement? Yeah, he, likes, he likes himself some thighs. That's for sure. <laughs> Could you imagine being next to one of the richest mans in the world and that happens to you all because... I stopped and just looked at him <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? He was so out of breath, too. It's like, bro, you got to hit the treadmill here. <laughs> like, yeah, right? You're about to die after that. Um, But yeah, Clippers, I'm not going to put much stock into it. I mean, Kawhi yeah. was out. Uh, sucks for them. The but. one thing, I mean, LeBron, I guess, is kind of vindicated in his we brought the season back too early because uh, you don't have any superstar like superstars in the finals right now um, because they all are hurt. <laughs> so that is a very good yep. transition. Do we think LeBron was right or do we think it's more of like freak accidents with some of these injuries? It's got to be a mixture of both because a lot of them are freak accidents. I mean... It, when you go for a rebound or a dunk like that, you never know how you're going to come down or what you're going to come down on. And then for Giannis, and then you never foresee yourself stepping on a ref's foot either. That's <laughs> I mean, very true. Some of them are freak accidents. So, yes, they probably brought it back a little early, but at, at the end of the day, a lot of the injuries that actually did occur were freak accidents. Outside of LeBron, though. Yeah. I mean, LeBron and ad with his groin like those ones were out of wear and tear exactly yeah especially ad that clearly was not being able to recover from previous injuries and then being brought back but i i agree with tim like this is probably a combination of working too close to the finish uh, or starting too close to the finish of the last and a bunch of just unfortunate things happening at the same time I'd agree. Yeah, because it's not like a ton of soft tissue. Like, if it was a bunch of muscle tears and muscle injuries, then yeah. But when you got a mixture of both, when you got a mixture of broken stuff and and MCL, ACL ligament damages, and then and then you got that on top of 
some soft tissue, then it's the mixture. That that's really what it is. Yeah, and I mean that's the that's that's what makes winning a championship so hard to do. Keeping healthy all the way through. I mean, that was my biggest fear with my Bucks. Is just like you know, Tom Brady tears an ACL, the season's over. Same thing in every sport. Like getting to the finals somewhat intact is tough because you have that freak injury thing. But there is also that wear and tear. I also always I always wonder like. Yes, these are freak injuries. One, I don't know how Giannis's leg just didn't explode completely. But um, I do wonder, like, if there's a correlation between, like, the exertion and the more frequency of freak. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the body, yeah, because it's so tired, mm-hmm. it's more prone to freakish injuries. And we're just labeling them as freakish injuries versus they're just freakish injuries. I don't know if that made sense the way I put that out there. But I've always wondered no, if there was a correlation Surprisingly, it did make sense. Yeah, it made sense. Uh, <laughs> it, it made sense to me. I don't know if that's because I've been talking to you for so long or, <laughs> or if it just made sense. <laughs> no, it made sense. I think you're right, too. I think there's a combination of that, too, uh, or an element of that, I should say, of, like, you're seeing more of these egregious injuries because the body is a little more tired. I also I – th- I think we also have to think about, like, players are now bigger, stronger, faster than they have been in the past too. And so now everybody's playing at a different level and we still have generations of like the like the older basketball players are still in there. Now mm-hmm. with these newer, you know, younger players who are running faster. It's it's just I think it's a whole it's a whole bunch of things. Conditioning is gonna have to get better. Medical staffs are gonna have to evolve to if we want to continue to see basketball be the high scoring, high flying sport that we have. I'd even, I'd even go deeper than that. There has to be, I think, a fundamental change at the younger level because players, the the wear and tear of younger players, especially in basketball, like in football, there is an off season. Like you are not hitting, you're not doing. Like yes, you are training, but you don't. You're not running on a court like they are. Like and basketball players, even from the AAU, like they're playing AAU. They're playing for their um, their AAU team. They're playing for their high school team. Even in college, it's a 365 all year round where the body's taking a a beating and then you get to the NBA where the the trap like it's been long um, recorded with like the traveling of it um the rest aspect not getting enough rest we see it in the NFL we're going to see it in college football with the expansion of the playoffs which we'll talk about here in a little bit um but yeah you are right like I, but I'd even go deeper with like the, the basketball culture from a health standpoint it is tough because it is so it's similar to like youth soccer in a way and baseball but Baseball's less physically demanding, obviously, of just go, 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 and you're playing all these games, practicing all this time. The body has a limit, and as we get bigger, stronger, it's the argument I've been making in football. Like Somebody probably is going to die at some point on, on the field because they're just bigger, faster, stronger, hitting harder. You have the same thing in basketball, but the exertion level, the force that is generating from a hardwood floor is pretty pretty big jump from what it used to be. We'll say that. Yeah, plus you're not taking care of your feet. I mean, that's one of your main things. You see more and more feet injuries because they're always on their feet. And then you also have kids that are growing so damn fast and they're outgrowing their shoes, playing in shoes that are way too small for them. It's just, it, it's nuts. It'll be interesting. Um, do we take any shine off the championship this year? I personally am not because I, I think, no. once again, it goes back no. to that theory that it's a conversation to have, but like to get to like injuries happen in these sports. You that's what yep. depth comes into play. Like there is that luck luck aspect that like you just made it through unscathed. But that's in every series. Like yes, there are years where the competition is a lot stronger. Like it would be great if you know the Nets didn't have injury problems, the Lakers didn't have injury problems, how the Bucks weren't having to worry about Giannis. Like that would be great. But and there are better champions than others. But I don't think it takes any shine off of it. But that's a conversation that's happening. Yeah, I don't understand these conversations. So, like, we did the same thing with the bubble championship and putting that asterisk, a asterisk on LeBron's. Hundred percent, because it was LeBron. Ring. Asterisk. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't understand this. These these players went out and they're going to win a championship. That is no easy feat. One, I think we also need to get rid of this notion of, and you really see this with the Olympics too. So the Olympics are, are going on with the. Well, I could have did that, or I can do that. We, we got to get rid of that. These people are professional athletes. You cannot win a championship with six of your friends. I'm sorry. You can't. That was the greatest and, tweet of all time. Did you see that? I don't know who tweeted it out originally, but it was like, they should have a lane with an average like citizen in the Olympics. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like in the pool, there's an average lane for somebody or like on the track and like the hundred meter dash, there's an average person that they just like pluck out of the stadium and do it. <laughs> that, yes, that's exactly right. So no, there's no, 
whoever wins the Suns or whoever wins between Atlanta and Milwaukee, that they are champions and they deserve all the accolades that uh, they get for winning. I agree, hundred percent agree. Um, the we haven't really talked about the East at all. Once again, I I put the games on, but I it's just I don't know. I don't I don't have an interest in it. Who do we think's winning there? Where where are we at on that? Who's playing Who's playing the Suns at the end of the day? I think Milwaukee, as long as Giannis comes back. I agree. I also don't like the argument that they would have won had Giannis not gotten hurt. I don't know. I thought the like I was I was loosely oh. watching, but the Hawks were they, <laughs> they were had them. Down. Yeah, they had them. <laughs> they, I I don't think there's a whole them. lot of stock that like Giannis got hurt, so that's why. Because when Giannis got hurt, I think they had cut it to like 16 or something. Yeah, it was it, still it, it was still down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. But you see that with this Milwaukee team, like. Like that the uh, game, what was it, oh. two or three? Like it was, they blew Atlanta out. Dude. And they, I don't know. They're really, I hate to be like, I feel like every time I come on here, we talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team. But Milwaukee really seems like a Jekyll and Hyde team. 100%. I forget who said it, but somebody on the team, it might have been Giannis. They were like, we were playing with our food. And it was like, yeah, that's actually a pretty, that's like what you do all the time, though. Like you don't step up yeah, when you, you need to step up. Yeah, like, that's. That That's game, right. they made the the Hawks look like a JV team. I bet the Trey Trey Young uh, over uh, two and a half threes, he went one for eight. But like the, besides the point. Um, and then the next game, of course, he hit three in, like, the first quarter. Um, so that's funny because the next game I did the make three threes before the first three yeah. minutes and got that. <laughs> I should have I should have done that after the game, too. But he went one for eight, and one of them was – and he should have – he would have been two for eight or two for nine, but one he stepped over the line on. But, uh, yeah, they, they murdered – they were down by, like, 40 at one point. I was like, am I watching a JV basketball team? Like, what is going on here? Um, and, But that's – that is – Milwaukee Bucks. The inconsistency has always been their biggest problem. Well, maybe not their biggest, but it is right now. Well, also, you know, Chris Middleton isn't going to drop thirty six every night. No, but when he's going, goddamn, is it fun <laughs> to watch? He is. He is a killer out there when he gets it going. It'll be interesting. Every time I think of Chris Middleton, I think of Joe Dumars <laughs> getting rid of him for nothing. Oh yeah, just getting rid. Of... Yeah, speaking of Joe Dumars, Pistons with the number one pick. Mm. Cade Cunningham to Detroit. Let's do it. The wild stuff is in Detroit. There's a bunch of, ooh, Jalen Green might be a better pick than Cade Cunningham. Did you see what Cade Cunningham did in the tournament? I was like, did you see what Cade Cunningham did all year? I was going to say, all year the dude was balling. This is why I hate year. It was like, you you missed him beating the press against what? Press Virginia. Breaking Texas Tech. Like, dude has... He just could score. He could flat out get his when he wanted to get his. And then he could hit the open guy when he needed to hit the open guy. It was insane. I mean, this guy is like, I've been saying this for a little while now. He's he's almost like Ben Simmons if you gave him confidence and a shot. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> like, he's, he's a, a physical specimen and he can pass, too. Like, he can actually run the point. So... Yeah, I hate when this is why I don't like like when NBA fans cross over into college because of stuff like this. Like you pick some other player and not saying no. It what K was what he was doing besides the tournament, even in the tournament, um, what he was doing all year long was like otherworldly. Yes, it absolutely was. I was watching him for the most part because Big Twelve basketball was really good this year. Yep. Really, and I was watching him, thinking, "Damn it, the Pistons are never gonna get lucky enough to get him." And now they do, and people are talking about some player that nobody's ever watched play because everybody that brings him up has never seen a minute of G League. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other yeah. thing too is like, and and you you both kind of alluded to it, like, Kate or Cunningham could get buckets like on his own, no matter how the game was being played, whatever the flow yes. was, whatever you threw at him, he was scoring, and that is. If you haven't noticed, the NBA in a nutshell. Like, who can go in and get buckets in a more less... I'm not going to say more... It is than college. A more or less team... Like, yeah. in college, players can excel... basketball. Yeah, it's more... Exactly. There you go. Um, And that's that's what he excels at. And he's a big... Like, he played... He's a big guard. Like, that... He, yeah, everything about him is what... And who knows? You know, you know, he could be a complete dud. But as far as prospects go, he's got everything you'd want in a first pick. Like he gives you the best chance to hit on that pick. I think yeah, his, he's his game translates. Can't miss first 
number one overall draft pick, head and shoulders above anyone else. Sure, I would have been fine if the Pistons got number two and were able to take Jalen Green or Evan Mobley, but like, there's no just because you would have been fine with that pick at two or three or four, you're not fine with that pick at number one because Cade no. Cunningham is that much better. Yes, head and shoulders right now, especially he can come in. Yes, he throws. He go, He goes right into your. He's game line. ready now. Like he could lace it up and hit in the NBA court today. Yes, and not die. Keep his head above water for sure, and maybe he even excel. At the beginning of his freshman year last year. Yep, like he was head and shoulders above anybody that I watched in college last year. Yeah, he could play. He could have played in the NBA last year. Yep, easily. Hundred percent. I agree with that. Easily. Um. We haven't been able to talk about this. I don't know. Well, let me, before I switch topics, any other NBA thoughts before I, I do the smooth transition as I, I am known for here? Yeah. We'll come back and talk about the finals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll yeah. be back for that. Um, all right. We have not been on since this was announced. It's not official. It's us go to committee and be approved and all that. But NCAA football is looking to expand to a 12-game playoff, which – I have. I don't know if I. I wouldn't say I advocated for twelve, but I definitely advocated for an expansion. How are we feeling about this? There are some things that I hadn't thought about initially. Now that it's in play, looking over some stuff, I, I didn't quite put together. I am still in favor for expanding the playoffs. I think this is a positive moment. But where are we as a, a, a group right now? How is everybody feeling about? To be honest, this huge news. I want to take this one first. <laughs> yep, I want okay. to first off apologize to everyone for my take on not expanding the playoffs because making the regular season matter. It is very evident that the regular season does not matter to anybody outside of four teams plus maybe one. And Correct. that's it. Yep. So having a 12-team playoffs makes so many more meaningful games at the end of the season with people that could get into that 12 spot, could get into that 10th spot, and then they're also playing for that first round bye. It is – so you get – the conference championships still, you get the playing for a first round bye, which makes that top four even still special. Then the rest of them, you, you now get more of a balance of power too, where you can say to a recruit, Hey, look, you got a chance to play for a national title here. You never had that before because you only have five schools that people are going to. That's it. This has been my argument the whole time. Now you can start, (laughs) now you can start recruiting saying, come here, we have a chance to be able to make it into the playoffs and win a national title because all you got to do is get in. Now, while all you got to do is get in might not be a valid argument for the next two, three, four years because there's still got to be some uh, spreading around of the five stars. The um, the fact that they've allowed transfers now and on top of that, they've also now allowed more teams to possibly, potentially, when this goes through, get in the playoffs now. It levels the playing field a little bit, which is way better than we were getting. So here is my take on this. One, this is, this thing has potentially saved the jobs of the Jim Harbaugh's of the world. If this goes through. Makes it fantastic. Huh? Makes it fantastic as a Michigan State fan. (laughs) Because, well, yes, because now he's staying around. But this is the only way teams like well, and Notre Dame isn't a good example, but they used to be a good example of this. But this is this is the only way a team like Michigan is getting in the playoffs now is to be the oh they weren't great, they they weren't good enough to win the Big Ten, but they won ten games, so now they get they get a at large bid, right? Um, with that said, I think from my my pessimistic view of this, and it, it comes from two places. One. We skipped eight and went straight to 12, which seems like a big jump to me. Uh, it, and two, it seems like extra games for the play. Football is a hard game. I'm always going to argue that it's a lot of wear and tear on the body for student athletes. I mean, it's wear and tear on the body for, obviously, for um, uh, for professionals, but they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do that, so there's a different conversation. So I, I think that um there's potential for like if the, you know if we're talking about greed or player safety we know that greed is going to win right and so that's that the last part of it though i want everybody to know i am in a, 
I'm a proponent of expanding the playoffs. This four playoff thing doesn't really work for the current landscape. Six doesn't really um, help that doesn't really help the second tier teams out. If I could say that it doesn't help people outside of the power five, because you could still just put the five champions in there and then one more, which is basically mm-hmm. what we're doing Correct. <laughs> already. Yeah. Um, and I, that's why I thought eight was a good, good way to do it. But eight is going, me saying eight is going to uh, kind of uh, go against the argument that I'm about to say. We still, th- even with 12, we still have an issue with this could still end up just being the SEC, four, you know, four SEC teams in here. And it's just the SEC, um, the, uh, watching the SEC play each other again and again and again. It's possible. So here's what I. Oh, sorry, did you want to go there, Tim? I was just going to clarify one thing from Dante. Is this the sign that gave you that we chose greed over player safety, <laughs> or was it no, 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 five hundred million other reasons? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure the fact the talk about how many games are players playing, I'm sure that didn't come. That wasn't in there. No. 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 No, there's no players union. Therefore, it did not. How can we make this the most energy? Yeah, unlike yes, the NFL, yeah. when they want to expand the season, there there's no players union that's fighting back as to like, well, what are we getting in return if we expand the season type of deal? Um, and you're right, it uh, it does. You know, playing more games expands the risk. Um, there's it expands the risk, and it's not. It, it these are not counterpoints. They're not equally weighted in this sentence. I'm about to say. But it also does help some players understand the grind because when they go to the NFL, you're playing more games. It will help some players that make it through healthy understand, okay, this is how I got to prepare my body to go even longer. Um, this is how I got to recover, how to recover better and things like that. But that is not an equal trade-off risk-reward. That's not what I'm arguing there by any stretch of the imagination. Um I love this. I've always wanted the college playoff expanded. I don't think it's going to change the end result of who's national champion necessarily. Like, I still think the vast majority of the times, like, Alabama was winning when it was just newspaper guys voting players to win. They were winning in the BCS era. They're winning the playoff era. Clemson's up there. I do think there will be a disbursement of talent to an effect somewhat. I think some guys, instead of going further away, may play closer to home because they know they have a chance to compete. What I really love as a college football fan is getting to see untraditional matchups late in the season for teams that got really hot, that were that normally don't get looked, who did all the right things, who did the right thing as far as building a program. Like They recruited really well one, two years in a row, and they built the program up, those guys from freshmen and sophomores, and now they, like the UC of the world last year. Like I want to see them play in a playoff game, win or lose, because that those matchups are interesting. What I absolutely love, and I think they did right, and this totally screws Notre Dame, though, is they are doing it based on it's not the power five automatically get in it's the sixth highest ranking conference champions so that means if the sunbelt champion and the um ace or aa whatever the american conference whatever their abbreviation are higher ranked than the pac-12 they are guaranteed a spot potentially over the pac-12 depending on where they ranked or whatever from from what i understand where this screws notre dame and it is hilarious is the buys you have to win a conference championship to be eligible to win a buy meaning that oh, i didn't n- know that didn't no know point that in time can notre dame get a first round buy because they will not have a conference <laughs> championship notre dame could be in the top four and then not have a conference champion would not matter because I mean, they did not, not buy. Sorry, yep it's the top scary. four That's conference scary. championship winners that get a buy get them in a conference Get yeah. them in a conference. <laughs> yeah, push, that's to push them into a conference. Oh, 100%. That yeah. You think that one of the one of the teams that protested as much was Notre Dame, and you know 100% the ACC commissioner was just like, yeah, no, let's 100% push this through. Um, this this yeah, rule AC, specifically. Yeah. The ACC I mean, commissioner came up with that one. <laughs> and to be clear, this is still a, a proposal. This is yes, not going yeah. to happen. It wouldn't be effect. Yeah. I think earliest is 2023 at best. If it goes through, but yeah, it's only a proposal. We'll know more. I think it's the week of July twelfth. It goes is when the recommendation is officially made or whatever. Um, but it's a proposal. Yeah. Um, the part that does kind of suck is one, the the first round games will be played at the highest ranking opponent stadium, but then everything else is a travel. Like both teams have to travel to a neutral site, so that includes a lot more traveling. 
I honestly think it would be kind of fun to have these games in front of insanely rowdy crowds at like, you know, down in Alabama or up in Columbus or whatever. Um, but it does take the shine away from like the Rose Bowl game because they're not going to move that date. That game is going to be l- even more less significant. Um, so they're sort of a loser in this, but you got to grow with the times. And I am still a huge fan of this. Exp- uh, yeah, I never, expansion. I guess I didn't think about that too. So like when you're those outside bowl games, now that, yeah, we won the Rose Bowl, but we have to go to the next level. We got to go exactly. to the next. Which you quarter had to do, but th- because there even because there's going to be more games, like the quarterfinals is going to be pushed out further. And the Rose Bowl is always the, the first day of the year. And so unless they move that date, they will not be the quarterfinals, which they are currently because they're a playoff game. But they will not, or unless they are the championship that year, they will not be a – like there will be a, a second-round game now instead of the quarterfinal or finals potentially because they won't move that date. Unless they move the date. They could move the date, but historically, it's been the first day of the year. That's the Rose Bowl game, so they'd have to move it, and they have not been a fan of doing that. I can't wait to to see some uh, SEC fans have to come up to Big Ten country for a playoff game. I know. That's what I am. (laughs) I am like, if this happens and you have to come play in the fucking snow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yes. That's that's why I want it more than like – like, screw the bowls. Like, let's just make it, like, up until, like, the national championship game. Let's just play at the highest-ranking person stadium. Screw it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like the Super Bowl, baby. Because it kind of screws the first four yeah, teams. Like, they never get a home game. They always have to travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the fifth-ranked team gets at least one home game. Like, they don't have to travel for at least one game if they win. Yeah, but then I guess, like, the flip side of that, like, the the win more games, be ranked yeah, higher. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. that that's the argument, yeah. yeah but you're I, lucky to be here. This is, right. We just expanded this to 12 teams. But I would love it to be in, like, <laughs> never even sniffed it. A, a stadium of just a home field advantage in college football for a playoff game would be out of this world. I might have to renew my t- season tickets in 2023. <laughs> 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 all right, but I'm glad we're all in agreement. This is a, this is a, Positive thing for college football. I love it. The matchups are going to be fun. Like I said, I don't think the end result is really going to change all that. I think there will be years once we kind of really get into it. There will be years where a team kind of rattles off some wins, puts some threats. Maybe a one seed goes down at some point before the playoffs. Like that will happen, I think. But I think we're still going to have, you know, Alabama Clemson being top dog most years. Cinderella stories. uh, What I'm going to say is the Cinderella story isn't going to be Western Michigan wins no. it'll be iowa who was on a da- had a decent year but lost you know four or lost two or three at the end and then snuck in and then they win the champ that's yeah. that's the type of there are, there it'll are, be stories. like the year michigan state won the rose bowl or yeah like yeah there'll be teams or like when boise team, beat oklahoma like the, oh yeah like when yeah. boise beat oh, yeah exactly it'll be those types which of will be where it's like, awesome maybe not boise beat oklahoma because that was uh I mean that, they but that's still small. That's like a Western Michigan. That's like I think that'd be like yeah. a UCF winning. In, you in, wait. You think Boise is on the same level as Western? That year. That year. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe at the time. Oh, like, at, at the, the time. time. I think you're yeah. talking about like. I'm not talking about current day. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm I, talking about at the time that they played Oklahoma and beat Oklahoma. I. I they were still like up and coming then. Like yeah. they weren't like a household name then. They were like a UCF or a, a Western Michigan. We'll see how they do the seeding, but they could mess up the seeding one year, and there could be a very good team like a UCF that that one year they went undefeated. That poses a threat. I'm not saying they'll win, but anything can happen. It's not like basketball where literally anything can happen. Football is a much, much harder sport for upsets, but they do happen, and it's definitely like a coach can just pull up a great game plan, or there could be a mismatch. I mean, I hate to say it, but like the Big Ten, or not the Big Ten, um, the Big 12, their defense doesn't really translate in offense to playing some of these other schools. Like oh, no. the UCs of the world play big boy fucking football when they're good. Yeah. Like it's like matchups are going to be here. Like is UC beating Alabama? No, they're not beating Alabama, but they're going to catch they're Oklahoma. They're going to they're going to catch it. They could beat an Oklahoma. They could catch a team. They could catch a a, a Georgia team maybe by surprise if Georgia's in a down year, but they slip in or a Notre Dame team or like whatever. Like it's going to be, it'll happen. It'll be fun, but they're not winning the national championship. But I like that they have the chance. Like, giving those kids if the they, chance is what it's about. If they expand this, I guarantee you that they will put Michigan in in a year Michigan does not deserve to be in oh, 100%. And they'll get their eight asses whooped. Year. <laughs> <laughs> a year? Oh, 100%. Like, well, Michigan, Michigan oh. is 
is uh 110,000 fans. Yeah, 110,000. <laughs> <laughs> we can sell how many t- we can sell how many tickets to the first round? Right. Yeah. There's also they'll the home field advantage for no reason. Yeah. They'll, they'll be like the number 12 team in the country and then they'll get the 8th seed. Yeah, that's exactly yes. You are absolutely because right. they can host a home game. They can sell 110, 120,000. Something ridiculous. Yep. And the um, what was I just gonna say? Seat will be as big as that little tiny oh. square number. Yeah. The other benefit will be because in college football for the longest time you had to be perfect, and there are teams that are playing very good football at the end of the year that just dropped a game. And we will get to see them play, which will be – it adds another element to that. There will be those teams. Yeah. We're going to see it mostly with SEC teams, obviously. But there will yes. be teams – there will be times in the Big Ten, because the way the Big Ten is so heavily loaded towards one side of the conference, where there's a there's a team who didn't get to play in the conference championship. They dropped one game, and they may sneak in um, because that is a very – No, I, I think – and as much as I, like, poo-pooed the SEC – I do think the Big Ten and the SEC are the two conferences that benefit the most from 100%. this. Yep. Mm. I think the Pac-12 could come back. I mean, you got the but, West Coast, got the West Ducks. Coast, West Coast people staying on the West Coast now because That's they true. do have a chance to make it to the yeah, college football playoffs. I'm saying That's if you only... expanded it today, if you did it today. Oh yeah, yeah. no, they're yeah. still they're still years behind in recruiting and all that. Yeah, stuff. but like. Eventually, further down the road, I mean, you can yes, sell. I, you can stay on the West Coast. You can stay at home. Well, Oregon's always had a. Sh- they made it into the yeah, championship. I think, well, I think Oregon. Actually, USC's. Think there's a single team that benefits from this. It's definitely the Ducks. Yep. they benefit from this. Well, if USC can get their recruiting back money. in line. They they also. <laughs> but yeah, the Ducks yeah. do. They do benefit. The du- yeah, heavily. because there are plenty of times where it's like, oh yeah, you lost two. Yep. Right. And you played the Pac-12, which is garbage, which has been garbage. So now we leave you out. But the Ducks have been a great. I mean, Michigan State played them, you know, twice. So yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's gonna. It's 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 the it's a move in the right direction. Um, which another move in the right direction is as of recording this, recording this on July first. Players in the NCAA can now be sponsored. They can make money off their likeness. Reggie Bush deserves his Heisman back. He should have never given it up. Fuck the Heisman committee. But players are getting their getting their due finally and able to make money off their own likeness. Huge, huge win. Um, now, it is based off individual states, which I didn't exactly realize, so your state has to have laws. Not anymore. Not anymore? No. The NCAA. Not anymore. It's yeah. based on, since the Supreme Court decision, it is based on the school and how the school determines that they want to handle name, image, and likeness. It was up to the states, and and the NCAA went into this whole thing without a backup plan because they were just like, oh, the Supreme the Court's going to shoot ever. it down. And then they were like, uh, what? You're not allowing them to make money? Okay. Dude, that is some of the Any funniest shit. Make money? Go back. I don't care. I mean, we're not a political podcast, so I doubt our listeners are too, super in tune to the Supreme Court. But people that you did not think might be in favor of this, the way they question the NCAA lawyer, like the judges, is fucking hilarious there is such gold where they're like they are baffled by the fact that the argument the the arguments that the ncaa was making they were literally like this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard what are you talking the about the integrity of the game yeah <laughs> what integrity <laughs> yeah what integrity or my favorite players haven't been paid in the past so what does that have to do with today <laughs> dude oh my god there are some quotes from that back when they were having the arguments that were so I wish I could find them. But yes, this is a huge, huge move. I I thought it was up to the states. That's even bigger. Like no no school is gonna say no, because then you're at a complete disadvantage from a recruiting yeah. standpoint. And the schools BYU, don't have BYU to pay no. Yeah. why so. you said no to uh any coffee advertisements. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but they, they limit well, well no, I know why, but like they limited it to all their Mormon beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Don't go still. to uh, you know, I probably won't send my child to BYU. Yeah, I was gonna say. Also, like the people that are going to BYU weren't exactly like they're not turning down offers from like Alabama. So like, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, um, I think this is great. The NCAA could have gotten got in front of this. We 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 had a podcast where we talked about like what would you do or like what would you have them do. I've always the NCAA is a multi billion dollar or. They could have easily got in front of this by saying, hey, we'll pay every athlete from the NCAA $10,000 a semester. And this could have been – and that's $20,000 a year. It's nothing. It's a, a a drop in the bucket for the NCAA. They could have got in front of it. The, the, the thing that they they 
are being caught flat-footed is like there's no caps on this right now, right? And I think caps are probably going to come uh, mm-hmm. in the future. Oh, I think so. I, I bet you they cap it, yeah, at yeah, some point. I bet you they cap this because it's going to be the wild, wild. What, They'll say something like you can't make, like, you know, cap it out at $50,000 a year or something for a student or something like that. They'll cap it. I, I, I will bet my bottom dollar they put caps on this. They don't have a backup plan, though. No, he's not saying like now. He's saying in the future they will. You think they'll just all of a sudden come in, uh, athletes that were making hundreds of thousands of dollars off of Instagram deals and whatnot, like they'll cap it? Because a lot of the people that are making the most money aren't even in some of the, the biggest sports. Oh, like, no, I know that. That's why Instagram I think I just think people. I think they'll cap it. I think they'll cap it in order to for the NCAA to try to get to try to put some control over it to well, say there- that. Yeah, we we are saying that athletes can. And I'm just I threw an arbitrary number out there, right? Like fifty thousand. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I do. I hundred percent think that they'll cap it. I don't think that they'll cap it because I don't know how they would be able to do that. And it's like, who are they capping? They're capping the athlete's ability to 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 earn money. Like you can't just cap somebody's earning potential well they have but what they're trying to do they I, have in the past but now that the floodgates are open i think the floodgates are open well what they're gonna like, what they're gonna try to do which i know they're i'm looking for the quote that was hilarious from like i think it was kavanaugh had it against it, it was just so funny but what i saw today is the ncaa is going to lobby congress to try to make a law to try to rein it in on a federal level and so that's what they'll do they'll just spend a lot of money and make a fe- instead of having it the ncaa policing it they're going to try to get Congress to write a law that basically I would assume caps. Congress is gonna is gonna Congress investigate baseball and steroids. Like, do you think they're gonna stop additional taxable income? All that money that was being passed around in duffel bags is now going through the IRS. Yeah, here's the thing. So the thing, the one thing that I think that they're going to have to like rein in, no matter what. I don't care if it's the NCAA or if it's the uh, if it's Congress. The advances on so some high school player gets a six-figure advance and then gets hurt and now you're on the hook for that's i think that's the danger well it's all yeah but who's on the hook for that that's the business that paid them the money like they're yeah but it's it's an advance so now you're the huh not always right but if they set it up like an advance yeah yeah. If it's set up like an advance, right? So you're a, you're a high school player, you get a six figure advance on your potential earnings. Yeah, like, right. The contract will say like on Saturday after the game, throw on like the Nissan dealerships like T shirt or something oh, like yeah. on the field. And if you're not f- able to fulfill that contract because you're injured, they're gonna come after you type of deal. Right. Exactly. So now you're financially ruined and you're 17. You know. Right. That's what I think is going to have – they're going to have to come in and do some sort of regulations for it. Also, do we know, like, what what is the FBI and what is the, like, where – now bag men are technically legal, but what does that – what does that actually look like? That'll be interesting. I think it's going to be hilarious because it's going to come out – like, you're going to start seeing these deals, and it's going to be what's been under the table all along. But it's oh, going to be like Bob's dealership in Alabama is giving – the center a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and it's like that's Fair been happening Frank, all along. Frank. But some of it's going to get out. <laughs> Frank, yeah. yeah. Also, you can now you can hang it up. The real student athletes, like the the big names, are never ever attending class. Oh, yeah, they, weren't, I know. they weren't already, but now they're never. Not a chance, especially if they're players that are go, like go like they know they're going like in football. You'll still have to show up like probably freshman year and sophomore year a little bit because you can't fail out. But, like, once they're on the field playing and have a shot at whatever professional organization they have, not a chance. Uh, this is like the Olympics. This is now, this is kind of like the Olympics. Like, you just represent that school. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Which is a reference. Yes. Yeah. This, is a, this is literally a high school athlete's dream. You're telling me they can make money, go to college, and they can take online classes. Like, COVID was the yep. overall <laughs> win. Like, they got screwed over the past two years with all the the shit that they've had to deal with, with sports getting canceled and stuff like that. And now they just get a total windfall where they can make money off of whatever they want to do. And they can take, take air quotes, online classes. Yeah. yeah. No, this never happens. <laughs> there are going to be kids who only know the two athletic buildings that they have to go to. And that's it. They're not going to know anything <laughs> else on campus. 
It's gonna be like they didn't even go there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Um, All that posturing is out the window now. It's it's, it's over. Yep. Hundred percent. Which, like you said, it is. It's an athlete's wet dream. Like I get to take online classes. I get to get paid for what I'm doing, and I get to just play sports. It's the greatest thing ever, which I'm all in favor for at this point because yep. screw oh, it. Yeah. Like, get yours. Everybody else has been getting yours. Get yours. Speaking of people who have been getting yours, though, tick, 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 Dabo. I have not seen a resignation letter come through my social media page. I could have sworn a couple years ago you said you would quit the day players are getting paid. So where? please return that $100 million That's contract. He's going to say, I meant when schools pay players that's yeah. what he's yes he's yeah. gonna he's gonna spin zone He'll it spin zone it but he's just upset that he lost some of his competitive advantage with the money that he's given down in Clemson they'll still have it that the, the has beens will still or not the has beens the haves versus the have nots will still exist but oh absolutely yes. that's yes. that's not going anywhere no. the Alabama it's just out in the open the Alabama's, yeah the yeah that's not it's going just anywhere. legal now yeah we're just yeah. getting it out of the open and we're going to see the do- the money that is actually being poured into student athletes and it will be more than what they were getting probably back in the day but and by back in the day i mean like last year but uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yesterday, like it will be more. <laughs> the checks will increase because there is no cap. And like, it's harder to hide, you know, $100,000 illegally than it is legally type of deal. So like the payments will be bigger. But yeah, the, the Clemson boosters are going to spend more than, you know, the Nevada boosters are going to spend. <laughs> like that's just that's just facts. Well, they're gonna spend. I think they're gonna start opening up the checkbooks now. They get a business tax write off now. Ooh, yeah, boy. there you. D- yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Like whoever has Ooh, the bi- well, actually, does this mean Stanford now becomes even more <laughs> advertising to them? Does Harvard now become a legit football budget. program? You never know. I mean, they got a lot of money to throw around over there. The they alumni got a base. Graduates looking for. Yep. I mean, one of the things that Michigan State's going on, uh, Matt Ishiba and uh, Dan Gilbert do not like each other. So uh, they they both have pretty open checkbooks, too, from what it looks like. Yeah, watch Harvard actually get a football team now. <laughs> Those businesses, because, yeah, you're right. It could be a tax write-off. They just start, like, the businesses run by alumni bases just start writing checks. I mean, it's legit. It's legit marketing. Like, they are advertising on Instagram, Twitter, whatever so. I like it. It's a win. But yeah, Dabo, I'd like you to resign because one, I hate Absolutely. you, but two, you're just a douche, but whatever. Um, Wait, Matt and uh, Dan, Danny G are fighting? Hmm? I said Matt and Danny G are fighting? Matt Ishiba and, and Dan Gilbert? Oh, they do not like each other. I did not know that. Uh, I mean, it's the Matt, same. They're in the Matt same business, if you're, right? Matt said if you're a... Because they like the wholesale mortgage. They will not work for any brokers that have contracts with Quicken as well. Damn. All right. Because Quicken does both. Yeah. Matt only does the the broker side. He only does the wholesale. And he said if uh, he said if any brokers that they're working with deal with any Quicken, um, Quicken deals, they're they're out. They're out. I of mean. The- Matt won a, a championship. Danny G didn't. So, yeah, true. Oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, Danny G, you you haven't gotten credit for any championships at Michigan State. I got a football <laughs> team right for some money. <laughs> Come on down. Come on down. Uh, fair enough. You heard Dante call you out. I mean, I'll call him out all the time because I worked for that. You know what? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, that's all I've got. Anybody, any final thoughts, anything else you want to throw out there, uh, before we end this bad boy? No, nope. I don't think so. I mean, uh, if any player wants to, um, be endorsed by trophy kids, hit us up on Twitter. Yep. Let us know. Our DMS are open. Yes. <laughs> Our DMS <laughs> are open. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I, yes, a hundred percent agree with that. Um, Real quick, favorite tweet. Favorite tweet out of this. It was DJ Uyunglele at on like uh, June twenty seventh, I think, or maybe June twenty eighth, tweeting that Delta is the only way that he flies, and then with a hashtag July first, I emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Completed his contract before he got the bag. Payment didn't clear till July first. He is all good. Oh, that's fantastic. I know Adidas is going to walk into federal court and be like, 
just dismiss this case. Yep. <laughs> That's like Reggie. Reggie's going to walk into the Heisman. Over the, over the table now? Yeah. Yeah. Reggie's gonna <laughs> Reggie deserves his damn Heisman back. He's gonna walk in there and bust the door open. Where the fuck's my Heisman people? Yeah, where's my Heisman? I would have never if I was Reggie, I would have never the only person the only company that's not gonna be affected, you know, either way is Nike because they seem to be able to do it they move to everything. <laughs> whatever way the NCAA tells them to do it. They will throw out how money however yeah. they need to. <laughs> they're they're a company that runs the world, so they're good. They're one of yeah. they're one of like the four. Yeah. Which bank account do they need to pull it out of? Right. <laughs> like you said, now nah, I can just, just do it. Open. The one on the one that's not on the books. Yeah. Another thing that they may need to regulate too, Tim, uh, is representation. They're gonna need. Yeah, to, that's they're yeah. Gonna need to, they're gonna need to trash that whole agent thing. Let them yep. sign as soon as they can because they do not want these yeah, kids getting Yep. Stuff. They I need mean, to copy and paste. There's like, gonna be a lot of there. There's gonna be now agents for high school kids. Yep. yep. There has to be. There has. And it just yeah. needs to. We need to be able to keep track because somebody is going to sign a terrible. You know, somebody. I get. 50% of your earnings when you turn 23 or something like that, you know? Yep. It needs so to be like a NCAA yeah. clearinghouse approved agents. Absolutely. Yep. And that's that those are the only people you can accept money through like something yep. along those lines to protect. Yep. These that is what a competent organization would have done in preparation for <laughs> this too. That's true. But and we know how competent. Yeah. Like, no, cause that is a good point. Push around, and we're gonna get this through through a voting process because we've lobbied them enough money, and that's not how they did that. Yep, that's a very good point. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're a hundred percent right. The agent thing is that's got to be policed because that's gonna get ugly real quick. I mean, I'm sure it's already getting ugly. We yes. just haven't seen it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, we're yeah. not, we're not seeing it, but we are going. By it's gonna get ugly real quick. I mean, we're gonna get some stories here real quick about how ugly oh, yeah. this is getting. Very that's soon. How yep. You're gonna, and you're not only gonna get signing bad deals, you're gonna get people in jail for tax evasion because yep. the IRS does not like that, mm-hmm. and they've never had to report this money before. They, some people have never filed tax returns because they've never had money to to be able to to file tax returns with. There's no real need, and now they got all this money coming in the door. That these businesses are gonna happily 1099 out to them because they don't have they can take it right as a write off. Yep, absolutely. I agree. All right, well that'll do it for us. I don't have anything else unless you guys do. It's nope. we will be back. We're getting closer to football season, boys. We can we can smell it in the air. We're what like nine or ten weeks away, I think, from the NFL. Shorter for college. It's Seventy-two degrees and sunny up here in Michigan right now, so I can smell fall football right now. There we yeah. go. Unfortunately. Yeah. What are we like sixty some odd days from college football? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cannot wait. Oh, you know who is very happy just to take us back a little bit. Rich Paul is probably oh, the happiest God, yeah. man in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair. Oh, Fair point there. Yeah. He popped a bottle of champagne the moment the clock sh- struck. He probably 12. was in the Supreme he probably was in the room with them while they were making the decision. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Paul get in here. Just don't don't even ask those type of questions unless you want to turn up missing somewhere. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> unless you don't want right anymore. Fact, let me stop mentioning his name on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Watch what off. you say there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll end it with that. <laughs> oh, peace, everybody. Peace. peace.